You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. We've been ripping since 1945. We have. <laughs> My shirt says so. Yeah. <laughs> My shirt says, thanks, Elon. <laughs> yeah. Sponsored by Elon. Sponsored now. by Elon. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we were... Sponsored by North Face, just throwing that, throwing yeah. that out there, yeah. North Face athlete. I'm sorry. Um... <laughs> Actually, they've they, got they've got they like, the best, like the, the best athletes, athletes, athletes in the yeah, world. Yeah, like, um, <laughs> uh, you say sorry, but I'm one of the best athletes in the world. So oh, there you go. Just kidding. That's that's not true. Um, so today is the uh, the tour of Utah, or one of the stages of the tour of Utah that's coming through Ogden. Um, it's going through North Ogden, up over the North Ogden Divide, around Pine View Reservoir, and then up Powder Mountain Road. Yeah which have you have you biked powder mountain road before i have not what's the official grade so 15 percent. it gets it? up to 19 percent in places which is wicked steep oh. there's a there's a there's like a two mile stretch two and a half mile stretch that's like 16 percent or higher and so it gets and there's as steep a sign on the freeways when it says like seven percent right, right right and it's 19 percent grade. 19 percent Okay, yeah. so that's our, our backyard here, um, Powder Mountain, and that's the tour of Utah, which um, I know nothing about road biking. Yeah. Um, but you guys are into, and you guys actually do races. Yeah, um, I used to do a lot more races, and now I just do, like, adventure rides, kind of, more than anything. So just a few weeks back, my wife and I did what's called uh, the Death Ride in California. It's a gentle death ride. Well, I guess it's not called... A, officially it's the tour of the california alps but the nickname is death ride and that's mm. kind of what it's become um it's 130 miles and 15,000 feet of elevation cl- gain climbing just five mountain passes one right after the other just five mountain passes and it was i did it two years ago not last year but the year before and it just about killed me like destroyed me it was 105 degrees that day think i got behind on electrolytes hydration everything it's hard not to when it's that hot and i just bonked like hardcore and everybody else was too i wasn't the only one but we were just a mess and um this year trained harder was in better shape trained more in the heat to get kind of get acclimated to that plus it was 15 degrees cooler um and it was just a complete, a difference. completely different experience. It was, so you did 15,000 so and how long did it take you? So um, because it's an adventure ride, it's a ride, it's not a race. Um, you can start as early as you want as pretty much and um, take as much time as you want, I guess. And so we stopped, I was having some GI issues 
throughout the day. So we stopped at like every porta potty that mm. that unfortunately not everyone, but a lot <laughs> of them. And um, so we ended up having about two hours of non riding time mm. during the ride. Downtime. Downtime. And I think we I think we were at like nine hours or eight and a half hours of riding time and then two hours of rest time, including a lunch break and some other things. So it ended up being about 11 hours or 10 and a half hours, somewhere in there. And how many, does it show the profile, like how many feet they're climbing today? Uh, today they're climbing, oh, oh. let's look. You got to move that microphone. So they have... Um, 2,708 meters. Oh, great. Of climbing We got to do the... <laughs> Okay. 2,708 uh, meters. Is, is that is that right? No. Uh, it says, so currently it's going on. It says climbing remaining 2,067 <laughs> meters, and they've climbed a total of 214 meters so far. So what is that? 2,281? 2,281 meters. So 6,000 feet of climbing? Today. Yeah. Today. It's 2,282 Today. total climbing. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a lot of climbing. Yeah, that's quite a bit. So, yeah, 6,000 feet. The, the hardest part is that it goes up Powder Mountain Road, and that's only seven miles of climbing, but, like, there's a three-mile stretch that averages, like, 16%, which is nuts, and it gets as steep as 19%. I've, so can you spectate? I believe can so. You, can you go up to Powder and watch them? Or yeah, have, you yeah. watch the finish up at Powder. They do close the road um, as the riders are coming through. and Yeah, they don't want uh, you cruising by. Right, and so um, you got to get up there early before uh -huh. they close the road or um, ride your bike up there or whatever. But <laughs> or just pass them. Or, yeah, just, just ride your bike pass and pass them. them on the way up. Yeah. So I've done, I've done um, Powder Mountain Road before, and it was like the most brutal climb I've ever done. Could you I, race the next day? Yeah, I mean, I could. Um, but I, you know, when I did it, I was, uh, it was a nice temperature. Mm. It was cool. It was a nice day. I started early in the morning. So all of the conditions yeah. were right. Which, what's today and like? it was brutal. Um, Whenever I've done really hard climbs before, it would they were usually just really hard because it was so hot. And, yeah, he takes it out of you. And because and any, of the, everything. Um, but up there right now it's well, it's about ninety degrees here in Ogden. <laughs> so it's probably gonna be eighty five degrees up there as they're riding up that hill. It's not gonna be an easy one. So steep. Anyway, so I yeah, I've ridden Batter Mountain Road and it was just brutal. And so these guys are animals especially the fast ones that are going to be racing to the top it's just going to be nuts be well, really fun. before they hit powder mountain road they've got to climb the north ogden divide and yeah. i've ridden that one several times and it's even that's a it's a it's a cat to a cat to climb it's a pretty brutal climb yeah the, it gets up to um 13 gets up to 13 or 14 degrees on the steepest part of that climb but it averages about nine or ten degrees up that yes. so it's not no, it's no slouch and it's um about 1700 feet of yeah. climbing on the north ogden divide so it's a pretty big 
uh, substantial climb. It is 90. And I, I just opened my weather map and I was tricked for a minute because until it figured out where I was at, it said 68 degrees because I thought I was in Yellowstone. But <laughs> Oh, to be back in Ogden <laughs> at 90, 90 degrees. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, that's the tour of Utah. And, you know, we're a mountain shop mostly. So we don't really cater so much to road biking. Oh, we got a bike shop right across the street from us. But actually. we do have yeah. a bike shop across the street. So yeah, we don't do mountain bikes. We don't do road bikes. We do hiking. Is there stuff in this shop that you buy and use on a ride? Yeah, I mean yeah. All, all of the nutrition stuff that yeah. we that we sell. I've used. We do on, sell the packs too. Some packs that might you might be able to use, but yeah. Um, so and actually on that race, I was surprised by how many people were wearing hydration packs and other things. Yeah. Um, I don't usually, I don't wear a pack when I'm road biking. Mm -hmm. Maybe I do at times mountain biking and stuff, but not road biking. Um, but a lot of people were. Cause there's bottle, uh, excuse me, bottle holders on your bike and right. stuff. But, yeah. um, that's interesting that more people are wearing the, the packs road biking. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not the racers. It was Utah, but right. Yeah. yeah. It was surprising to me too. I, I don't suggest it. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. Um, adding a bunch of weight to your back, it's, it makes it much more difficult. When I mm. bike to work sometimes, bike here and then have to bike home in the heat of the afternoon with a pack on, it's just, it turns the North Ogden divide that I have to go over to get home. It makes that like twice as hard. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, so. And you're not hauling, back. like you got like a laptop. Yeah, I've got right? a laptop. It's not super right. heavy though. Right. It's like, yeah, I've maybe got 10 pounds yeah. on my back. But it's... It's significant that uh, that weight. So, anyway, so yeah, it's it's fun to have the the tour of Utah, and for for people that are interested in getting into mountain biking or cycling or whatever, there's some definite advantages to doing so. Um, and you'll have to back me up on this if you agree, Chase. But um, I love trail running, I love hiking, and all those things. But I find that a lot of trail running hammers my body much more than cycling does. Oh, absolutely. And so what I find is that when I do a combination of trail running and cycling, I tend to be kind of at my best all around. Um, I can get more of a workout in in a shorter amount of time if I'm running, but I can run faster up hills. I can last longer on trail runs. I can, um, I don't get as winded as quickly when I'm biking when I'm kind of doing a combination of the two. And so I use, I use road biking and mountain biking as sort of cross training to give my joints a rest, but still keep my muscles strong and stuff like that. And um, one thing that biking has done for me, especially early in the season, when I'm just switching over from backcountry skiing mode to starting to get on the trails, my, my running muscles, because hiking, touring, that sort of thing, it, it uses your muscles a little bit differently than running and stuff. And I find my ankles aren't quite as strong because I've been hiking in ski boots all winter and that sort of thing. Um, but for some reason, when I start biking, uh, after skiing and stuff, and I kind of strengthen those muscles through biking, I tend to, um, make that transition into running better with less injuries and all that stuff. So Anyway, there's some major, there's some advantages to, to having biking be a part of your training routine. Crossover life. Um, and I've known ultra runners too, that that's definitely a part of their, 
routine is to even a stationary bike at the gym or at home uh, to just, like you said, kind of work out the muscles and everything and just get some cardio in, but not almost, but more so for like a recovery. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And for a lot of people, biking just, you know, you get into trail running or, or uh, mountain biking for, because it's fun. And then you really get into it and you want to start being competitive and you turn it almost into a job or like the competition of it really gets to you. And suddenly you're worrying about a lot of stuff and you're geeking out on a lot of stuff and it almost loses its fun. It's still fun to be competitive and everything, but like the carefree fun that really hooked you in the first place is sort of lost. (laughs) And so I know quite a few trail runners, ultra runners who've gotten really, really into ultra running. And after four or five years of real competitive ultra running, have found mountain biking and that almost makes being in the mountains fun for them again mm. after years of it being kind of a chore and yeah. a, and it's such a competition it suddenly becomes fun and suddenly they can like they kind of get burnt out on all the training and stuff and then they get on a mountain bike and it's like oh i love being in the mountains again and it allows them to continue to trail run because it's their fun outlet that still gives them kind of the training that they need to keep to stay strong and stuff like that. Not uh, this is a little all, all over the place, but I did you guys read the article? I see the Brian Head uh, map behind your head. There, Brian Head behind your head. Um, there's a new ski resort in a f- <laughs> all, full. What do they call it? Full service ski resort, meaning that there's actually uh, like. Uh, not housing, but uh, where you can lodging. sleep, lodging at yeah, going in Utah, on the backside of Deer Valley. Yeah, I saw that yeah. yesterday. Really? Yeah. Yep. They're gonna cater it to like the ritzy folk, right? Well, it's they're getting a grant so Deer for Valley tax do incentives <laughs> yeah. from um, a military group or something and so they're actually um you know if you're military you'll be able to go there and ski at a massive discount not just like the 10 or 15 bucks off that they give you yeah they give you for your military discount yeah but it'd be like a massive discount um and it's and because of that they they get these big tax incentives for to so they're thinking i mean it's a long term deal like they they probably won't have anything running for another five years okay it takes a while to get it up there yeah but, um, uh i just reminded me like uh the, the yeah that's the first time in a lot like 40 years or something in utah that a full service resort is being built because the other resorts are just uh just lifts no no yeah. lodging huh interesting yeah. wow so I've, have you guys ever skied at, uh, you're a snowboarder, Brandon, so that, the answer's probably <laughs> <I don't> no. <laughs> well, I mean, at Deer Valley. I haven't been to Alta. Have you ever no, skied I at Deer Valley? Because they don't allow no. snowboards. Nope. Uh, right? Probably, it, yeah, I don't yeah. think they allow snowboards. And, uh, man, City does right I love Deer Valley for that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I actually, I think it's unfortunate, but. Um, have you skied at Deer Valley before? I actually Chase? haven't. I haven't either. I go either. to the World Cup there every year. I do too. And I slide down on my butt, <laughs> but I don't ski up there. Yeah, I go to the World Cup, and, and the last few years, um, because of a good friend, we've had some connections to go and have dinner and get to kind of talk to some of the teams and stuff like that, and that Deer Valley caters. And 
I think that's the best food I eat all year. It's yeah. it is amazing. It is so good every year. Um, I'd really like to spend more. I'd really like to try skiing at Deer Valley, but but I never have. It's quite quite pricey. Yeah, quite expensive. Well, but how, how expensive is Deer Valley? You know, like one fifty for a day pass. Yeah, something Ooh, like yeah, that. Let's get up there. Yeah, one fifty. Yeah. And then if you want to buy food and stuff, it's it's not, not 150. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not like a it's not a cheap five dollar hamburger or something like that. So, um, excuse me. So anyway, biking and uh, sort of reasons to get into biking or reasons to to include biking as part of your outdoor repertoire. And I I do wish that um, we had the ability to cater more to biking but we're surrounded by like five great bike shops pretty pretty darn good bike shops yeah yeah but i i do notice my friends who get out on the bike a lot they're just generally in pretty good shape right for out for all the things right and i do you know and especially when i was mountain biking a lot um back in the day i felt like i had good overall full body fitness because mountain biking is quite the upper body workout in addition to your legs mm. road biking it's a ton of legs and stuff but mm-hmm. mountain biking whenever i get on the mountain bike and i haven't and i've only been road biking for a while i my whole upper body just gets worked yeah and it's totally. a lot of work um but it's a lot of fun um cool so uh for those that are in the utah area uh, in, in Northern Utah and the Ogden area, you probably already know the bike shops around here. Um, but, um, a couple of bike shops were right across the street from Bingham Cyclery and they, they sell mostly specialized bikes, but they've got a few other brands there that are Norco as well. Norco and, um, great shop. And then up the road is the bike shop and they sell Trek bikes. That's kind of their big, biggest brand, but they also sell yeti they've sell sell santa cruz or at least they pivot they did sell santa cruz at one point they might still not sure they sell pivot um and and they've got some great brands up there and they're an amazing bike shop as well so um definitely worth checking them out for your road bike and mountain bike needs and then also two hoosiers new and my favorite shops oh two hoosiers that's uh they're right here on they they're on harrison they just moved um harrison and i want to say like 20th no Mm-mm. 24th 23rd but it's sinclair up on harrison okay i don't know my streets yeah um but they they're an awesome shop two i think 24th if it's brothers sinclair. okay yeah. two brothers that moved here from uh, Indiana. 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 <laughs> I was like, what, what's the Hoosiers? <laughs> <Two Hoosiers. laughs> um, yeah, they're great. They do salsa, Da Vinci, and oh, felt. Cool. Um, great group of guys. So, yeah. another good shop. Awesome. And then, of course, um, for your mountain biking needs or mountain bike accessories and other things, those those shops are great. But we do have some crossover gear for if you're in the mountains or even if you're road biking, you need a, a waterproof or windproof jacket or something for the weather and those types of things. Um, some of the gear that we carry here is just perfect for that. In fact, oftentimes I prefer some of the gear that we carry over some of the more bike specific gear because, um, well, for example, the, the outdoor research helium jacket, 
that's kind of my go-to piece for a lightweight rain jacket. Some of the biking jackets I've found just aren't as light as I'd I'd like and um, so I really like some of the gear that we carry. So for some of your crossover needs, especially if you're the type of person that wants to bike and trail run and ski and do some mountaineering, some backpacking and everything, and you want some of that gear to cross over so you're not buying so much gear. Um, I found that a lot of the gear that we carry is as good or better than anything else on the market at being a sweet spot for all of those different adventures. Some so. of the apparel. What's that? Some of the apparel. Yeah, some of the yeah. apparel, especially the outerwear, the the windproof jackets and, and those types of things. Um, so check us, check out our website. If you need some of those types of, uh, those types of things, um, gear30.com spelled out G E A R T H I R T Y. And also, um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at gear underscore three zero, and then like us on Facebook. Um, and I'm trying to think, is there anything else? Um, one of these days we're going to bring some of the bike shop guys in and talk about kind of what's new in bikes. And I've been, I would like that cause I'm not in that world at all. I've, I've yeah. been out of that for a long time. And I follow, I kind of follow that world from afar, but I'm not in the thick of that world. Mm-hmm. Like I am in this outdoor, outdoor world. So I'd love to hear about kind of the new, what's new, latest and greatest and most exciting things. So we'll, uh, we'll talk to them. We'll bring them in one of these days. So Sweet. anyway, That's our show for today. Thanks for listening, and we will chat with you next time. See you out there.